Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on? Yellow. That sounds so annoying. Anyways, y'all, I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to come back yet another week again to listen to this podcast. So today we're going to keep it pretty practical. Um, I mentioned in, I think, the first podcast, and if you've seen me on social media, how I basically was in Europe for like a month. I actually went back twice, but um, I was on a trip to Europe. I went to, I went to, was it four different countries, took about 10 different flights and stayed in six or seven different hotels in one month crazy so um, i'm gonna just kind of share with you that trip and basically the goal of this is to teach you how to travel alone so i actually really like i've discovered traveling by myself and just allowing myself to immerse in wherever i am the culture that i am and see the people do my own thing on my own time so if you are into traveling uh listen to this podcast it'll be really helpful for you so basically i traveled to europe to go speak at different conferences um because i wasn't able to basically get into just one class for my master's degree um i was not able to take classes in this in the in the spring semester so in order to i guess fill up my time or feel like i'm doing something i thought of the craziest thing that i could do and i remembered that last year i spoke at a conference for pharmacists where i spoke about um the basics of nanotechnology so i have the bright idea of taking that same uh, presentation and then presenting it wherever. So, you know, I was praying about it because not taking the class was like really detrimental to me and my graduation time. And well, not necessarily detrimental to my graduation time, but it pushed me back. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, what am I going to do? And he's like, what's the craziest thing that you can think of? And I was like, okay, I'm going to just apply to speak all over the world. So I applied to different conferences in different countries, it didn't even matter. I just applied and I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to speak. And I happened to get into three conferences, one in London, one in Amsterdam, and one in Turkey. So I had the opportunity to go to those countries. And then I also went to France because I just wanted to you know, experience France. So I had that opportunity to go to those countries for about three to four days per country. But in London was like my base. I have family there. So I was able to stay with them, but also juggle around hotels while I was there too. So yeah, I'm going to take you kind of on the process of, you know, what I did in each country and some practical tips that you could use that I learned that would be really, really helpful for you if you're planning on traveling by yourself. So, and I, and I think these things could apply to traveling with groups too, but okay. So the first thing that I want to share 
is be intentional about planning. So what I mean by that is learning to plan ahead. Um, I was able to accomplish a lot, a lot um, in each country or in the whole trip in total. Um, in Amsterdam was my first country that I went to. I was able to do a cheese tour, which was really nice at this very famous um, cheese company called Abraham Kef. Uh, I was able to do that. I was able to tour Amsterdam. I was able to go do a diamond tour to learn how diamonds were made, hold like 30,000 30, euro um, diamonds. I was able to eat at really, uh, or at a really nice hotel, or not hotel, restaurant. Um, what else did I do? I mean, there's that. I mean, in France, I was able to volunteer at this awesome um, conference called um, Afrotech, where big African tech leaders came and, like, you know, shared what they were doing, how they're going to progress Africa, what they've done in the past. I mean, a lot of great information. Got to meet executives, got to meet the executive of PayPal or one of the executives of PayPal. I mean, there was that. I took a tour around Turkey. I got to see the old city in different places uh, in Turkey. London, I went to different conferences or I went to um, a, a podcasting conference. I ate at really well-known restaurants. I um, took tours on a boat. I did that in Amsterdam too. I took tours on a boat, all that stuff. I mean, you name it. I did as much as I could um, packed in in those couple of days. But how I was able to do it was I already knew what day I'd be going. So um, what I did was I looked at activities per country ahead of time. And basically I tried based on my schedule because literally every like three, four days I was on a plane going somewhere new. I think I only had like, I think an eight day break. I think that was the longest break that I had before going. And I, and then also traveling to a different um, city in London too. So I did a lot, right? So basically planning ahead was really important. Making sure that um, I knew uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And basically how I did that was I researched. I looked at YouTube videos. I saw what was popular. And yeah, I would just kind of see where those things are, get the cost, and then put them on my calendar ahead of time. Um, of course, you can change it however you, you want. Maybe that day you're tired or you don't want to do it. But um, I was just very intentional about planning ahead of time. And I think one way I did this really well was with the uh, conference in France. So if you're a student, just know that there's a lot of opportunities for you um, outside, you know, in, in, in conferences and different platforms, like people want to give students free stuff. So in France, um, Afrotech was happening and why am I calling it Afrotech? They're going to be so mad. Oh my God, it's Afrobytes, y'all. It's Afrobytes. Okay, the conference was Afrobytes. And what I did was I emailed them probably a month in advance. Yeah, about a month or a month and a half in advance telling them that, hey, I'm a student. I'm going to be in France around this time. Is it possible I can volunteer at your conference? And, you know, they happily gave me the opportunity. I mean, so quickly. And that conference costs like $400 to attend, but I was able to attend it for free because I looked at the dates 
So the trick is to look at the dates that you're going to be where you're at, see what is happening. So I, you know, I used, I think, Eventbrite or Instagram and I saw the event. I emailed and I got a response back. So you can look at resources again, um, Eventbrite, Facebook, Instagram, figure out what's happening in that part or, you know, the time that you're going to be there and just plan to do things. So you have your calendar basically filled and that, that's how I was able to get like a really good experience. Um, there was also a conference for podcasters um, that represent women of color. Um, I was able to do that. I actually bought that before I left. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to be here. So first get your dates. Like I said, get your dates, know when you're going to be wherever you are. And then I was like, okay, what's happening here? And then I was able to um, buy the tickets. So I was able to go to the event. And then also by being intentional, I was able to meet people. So I met one of my favorite podcasters, Elaine Boutang from Meet the Millennials. We were able to hang out and she was able to give me some suggestions, but I reached out to her well in advance, like a month in advance um, before I was going to let her know I was coming and that I wanted to meet up with her. And we were able to have dinner. I was able to go to, um, I think it was, was it? Oh, it's escaping me right now. Oh my goodness gracious. The biggest news, B- BBC. Yes. Okay. I was able to actually go to BBC. Y'all. To them, it's not cool, but to me it is. <laughs> and I was able to go there because she worked there. But the fact is I was able to let her know ahead of time. So she had time to meet with me. And then she also introduced me to another event that I was able to go to as well. So by being intentional and knowing exactly what dates you're going, you can meet new people. You can reach out to influencers. And she's not the only one that I reached out to. I reached out to, um, another person that I, that I follow on Instagram, but, um, we weren't able to meet up, but just reaching out and seeing, you know, what opportunities you can get just from um, planning ahead, being intentional about what you want. So just get clear about what you want, what dates are going to be there and see what is happening in that city. Who do you want to connect with and put that on your calendar? So the next thing um, that I have about traveling alone is you need to count your cost. Okay, so what is the cost of where you are going and what are you going to do when you're there? So, I mean, we kind of already established what you're going to do, but you need to establish the cost, right? So for the most part, I was very clear on, and I'm going to mention this in two parts, counting your costs, like actual costs and then actual costs of what it takes to actually go there. So in counting my costs of these activities, so for example, the cheese tour, um, I planned that out well in in advance, um, but I paid for it or I knew the cost of it, right? Um, so it wasn't like I would get there and then somebody would try to like tell me the price is different. Especially if you're American and you're going out of the country, um, sometimes you'll run into experiences where people will try to jack the price up. But you, you know, you say you gotta you you gotta be on your on your P's and Q's. You gotta use your your brain outside of outside of the U.S. Okay, and I'm gonna talk more about that later, but. I looked up the cost. So it wasn't like when I got there, it was like some crazy cost. Cause when I went to Turkey, you know, I wanted to get a massage that was surely 128 liras, but somebody tried to get 60 year or no 60. Yeah. 60 euros for me, some crazy number like that. And if you know how much euros compared to us dollar, it ain't cheap. It's not cheap. So 128 lira is nothing compared to euros. So, but the fact that I had done the research as to what the cost was prior, I couldn't, you know, they couldn't jip me of my money. 
So you need to be aware of what the cost is. Um, a good way to do this is through TripAdvisor. You can check things and deals on TripAdvisor. And then also you can check on the actual website. So you're knowledgeable. I think in this area, by counting the cost, you need to be knowledgeable before you get there. And, um, you know, it was interesting. My uncle, he travels a lot and he gave me this tip. He said, um, sometimes things are cheaper in person than, you know, what they say online. So TripAdvisor could give one price, but going in person could actually be cheaper sometimes. So an example of this was taking a boat tour in France. I was able to take the tour and because I was a student, it was significantly cheaper than um, what online said and the different versions. So you can take a boat tour, you can take the bus tour, you can take private tours, but um, it was much cheaper to take the boat tour and travel. So, I mean, that's another way you can do it too. But again, do your research beforehand. And then another thing, what I mean to, by counting your cost, you need to count the cost of how, what is it going to take for you to get there? So most of the majority of the time, or most of the time, you're not going to be in a car driving. Yeah, um, Uber and all of those things are very expensive outside of the US. I mean, ugh, expensive. I think I wanted to take a Uber once to go like almost close to a mile. It was almost 30 euro, 30 euro. So um, you're going to be taking a lot of public transportation. So you need to look up and I didn't do this every night, but when I would first got to the country, I would do that. I would look up how far it is from my hotel and where I need to go. So I'm not sh like struggling the next morning, figuring out how I need to get there, especially if I have an appointment, like with the cheese tour, I did have an appointment. So I wanted to make sure that I was on time. So it can't be like, oh, sorry, we can't take you. And you know, you traveled all that way. So be aware of what you need to do to get to where you're going. And sometimes I was able to travel by boat in Amsterdam. You can travel by train, you can travel by bus, and you can also travel by boat. It will take you from one end of the city to the next, and that's free. Um, but I knew that ahead of time. And then also how much it cost. Um, you can get day passes. Um, you can get day passes or like certain period of time passes like four days or a week i think the week ones usually are the best they give you the best deal and you can most of the time in, in the countries that i was in take most of the transportation just on that one card well more in europe not necessarily in london um but yeah you can do stuff like that um and just know like okay how much does it cost for me to actually go from this place to the next and what is the journey look like to get your mind prepared you know i i, I realize that a lot of people don't travel because it brings a lot of anxiety and it brings a, or travel alone because you know i was talking to people and telling them what i did that i really was in europe for a month basically by myself and everybody was so shocked that how could you do it how did you do it blah blah blah, blah. Honestly, it was just really good planning. I was shocked myself, to be honest with you, like how well the trip went, but it was just really good planning. And one of the key things of that was preparing my mind ahead of time as to where I'm going, how far, how long it's going to take me so I can plan myself accordingly. And then some days I didn't do that. Some days, you know, I just kind of woke up, had an idea woke, and put it in my phone and Google Maps and I just went. So Count your cost looks like counting how much the activities or whatever you're doing is going to cost and then prepping your mind to how you're going to get there and how long is it going to take. And I promise you, you'll have a more seamless um, traveling experience if you do that. The next tip that I have, don't leave anything undone. If you can do it, do it. So take opportunities, take 
as many opportunities that you can take when you're traveling, as long as they're safe and you feel comfortable, um, do that. So an example of that was going to the podcasting award or podcasting awards. So, um, through the podcasting, um, conference that I went to in London, um, I was able to speak with, you know, you networking, you speak to different people. I met this other Nigerian um, podcaster who is the um, creator of Books and Rhymes, and you should go check her out. It's really cool. I even went to her live show. Basically, she, giving her a shameless plug, um, she brings like African authors and they talk about their book and then talk about their book over um, a selected playlist that they've chosen. So it's a really cool experience, really good podcast, but basically meeting her, um, you know, we were talking, we were laying out, oh, you Nigerian. I even got to meet a publisher, like a really well-known African publisher, all this stuff. Right. And then she was like, Oh, do you want to go to the British podcasting awards? It's happening downstairs. And it was in this really nice building. I have never heard of a podcasting awards, but British people take podcasting seriously. I think because we're in America, we don't really like, there's so many podcasts. We're like, Oh, okay, cool. But they're like, it's, it's a serious thing. So I don't know how much those tickets cost, um, but don't matter. I got it for free. Like she knew the person who was putting the conference on and I had the opportunity to go. Mind you, though, I had to go and prepare for my talk that was happening on Monday. I had literally to I had to literally create a whole new presentation. So I was expecting to kind of just go see what was up at the conference and leave and go back to my hotel. But I was like. Dami, you could just stay up a little later, which I did to like four or five in the morning or some crazy. No, that was the night. Was that the night before? No, no, no. Yeah, that was the night before. But anyways, I still had to stay up to like make some tweaks. But um, yeah, like, no, it was the same night. I'm lying. It was the same night. <laughs> but I had to um, basically, I was like, you know what? Let me just take this opportunity because when would this opportunity come to me again? Let me just go. I'm in a different country. Somebody's giving me a ticket for free and I'm child I went um taking opportunities to take lunch dates like I went to um with one of the girls that I met at the Afrobytes conference and she took me to get Ethiopian food which I thought was so fun and, and to a new part of France that I've never seen before I tried to do like a, a new area every day but if I couldn't think of something I would just kind of go to where I knew but um yeah, I had the opportunity to speak to strangers. I had the opportunity to make genuine connections with people. Um, I would literally just meet people on the road, like especially if I heard an American accent, because when you leave America, you understand that you you ain't all that. I mean, I never thought I was, but you really understand that mm, you ain't all that. Like there's more people in the world than just where you live. So when I heard American accents, I would be quick to talk because I'm traveling by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm traveling by myself. I don't have friends with me. So I had to make friends kind of as I moved, as I went along the days, I would just make friends that way. And if we wanted to meet up, we would. We would just meet up somewhere, have some lunch, or they would invite me places. Like, I, like again, going to the Books and Rhyme live show, I would have never have thought to have gone that, that um, to that or even have known about it. But just by... Um, taking the opportunity to make that genuine connection. Um, not only was I able to go there, I was able to get a book signed by the author and meet this really cool like bookstore. I mean, it was great. So don't leave anything undone. If you can do it, do it. But if you need to rest, rest. But if you can do it, please take your take the opportunity and go and do it. So the next point that I would say 
um, to kind of wrap up these particular points um, is to just be. Not every moment has to be filled up by doing something. Sometimes just being is a gift on its own. Um, there were two moments during the trip that I really remembered when I just was chill and relaxing. Um, and they really are like ingrained in my mind. And one thing about me is I'm a very observant person. So sometimes I just like to sit down and observe and be quiet. Um, when I went to France, this was the first moment that I had that I loved. I sat at this bridge right next to the next to like, you know, where they put the locks on the bridge. Um, I was sitting there, I was in the city and I just sat there and I just watched people. Like I just sat there for like 30, 45 minutes, didn't say nothing, just looking at how people are. And I was able to learn a lot about French culture. So for example, how, um, you know, by like five o'clock they're chilling, like they're not out here scrounging to get somewhere and like maybe to get home sometimes, but people are sitting in the lawns, they're eating, they're having picnics, y'all. People still do picnics in 2019, not on a weekend, but on a weekday, drinking wine, eating bread, chilling. I see how like the French people, um, especially in relationships, they're more, they show a lot more PDA, I feel like, than Americans. Um, older couples are walking, they're strolling, they're not briskly trying to get somewhere, they're taking their time. I was able to experience all of this and then also, you know, observations that I've made as I was walking throughout the city. But just being and not being in a rush to go somewhere was a really awesome experience um, that can't be taken away from me. I mean, none of it can be taken away from me, but that in itself, just relaxing. Or like when I went to a park in London. I was probably at the park for over an hour. I was watching the ducks. I was watching the people interacting. I was watching a man steal sticks. I don't know why, but I was cracking up by myself. <laughs> I was walking. I was breathing in the air. I was reading. I had a book on me, The Next Right Thing. Y'all know who I love? Emily P. Freeman. I was reading her book throughout my whole trip. I was thinking. I was just in my own little world. And it wasn't because I had like a like a tour scheduled or I had something else to do. Nah, I was just being. You know what I'm saying? I was observing my surroundings. I was observing the culture. I think that's important too. It's not every moment you have to do something. And then sometimes I plan or I did plan um, um, days to relax. Because um, there were times where I, like, again, I'm traveling, I'm on the plane like four times in one week. So there would be one day where I wouldn't just, I wouldn't move. Like I would just sleep in, I would just take my time and then get on the plane the next day. <laughs> but I'd just be chilling. So some days I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, you know, move around and move my body because I walked, baby. I walked. In Europe, they walk a lot. A lot. In Florida, we don't walk like that. But I learned to walk seven, eight miles a day. Um, six miles or however many miles a day. Um, and sometimes I get me tired. So I just sit down and watch people. So those are some tips that I have. Those are four major tips that I had when it comes to traveling. So to reiterate, um, be intentional about planning. Um, count your costs. And by counting your costs, how much do these activities cost? And how much um, will it, like, what is the, what will it cost for me to get there? What do I need? How long does it take for me to get to where I'm going? Um, don't leave anything done. If you can do it, just do it. And then fourth, just be, not every moment has to be something or you doing something.
So I would like to share some practical tips with you um, that I just kind of picked up and learned as I was going. Um, the first thing, uh, you need a travel charger. Don't come up in there with that U.S. charger or whatever country you're from. I'm talking about, I'm going to just charge my phone. You gonna be, You are going to be shook. There's a really nice travel charger. It's like a box. Um, I'm going to link it below in the description or in the notes. You can buy it off of Amazon for like $16. I took that with me. Um, it was really useful in my hotels. I was able to charge my phone, my headphones, and my computer if I wanted to. And then I also um, carried a backup charger. So, I mean, when I tell you that was like, that was the lifesaver, that probably is one of my most important tips. You need to carry a backup, like, battery or backup charger. Um, I got it from Verizon, but you can find it at Marshalls, uh, TJ Maxx, Target. You can find it all those places. Always have that thing charged. Always, always have that thing charged before you leave wherever, like your like house you're staying, the Airbnb, the hotel, wherever. Keep it charged. Keep it in your bag. You may not need it, but then you may just. And if you don't have that thing on and your phone just turns off, it's going to be a fun day for you. So yeah, get your travel charger. Okay, this is another tip. Um, I learned this actually from my mom um, and it was really helpful. Get your cash at the ATM, not at the teller desk at airports. The teller desk at airports charge you much more than the ATM. The ATM will give you the bank rate, but the tellers at the airports will want to give you their rate because they make a profit. This actually happened to my cousin. Um, he just went to London for a wedding and he gave the tellers $100 and only got 50 pounds back. But homeboy should have gotten at least, at least 70 pounds, if not 80 pounds out of that $100 or more, actually. Um, so they they took their profit from him and literally gave him half. And we and the pound is not half of a dollar. Like, it's not double. Um, I think in the past it used to be, but right now it's not. So you need to go to the ATM of that country. So first you need to notify your bank that you're traveling. And most of the major banks here, you can do that on the app on your app on your phone you just had to let them know um, and tell them what countries you're going to and then you're able to use your card anywhere but it's always good also to carry cash on you i believe it's good because it will keep you that's how i was able to like caution and ration myself and not overspend but i did use my card but you need to get money at the atm this is a tip at the atm cash don't go to the tellers they will take your money so um, I think I mentioned this a little bit before, um, the fourth, the third thing I would say, cause I put already have a backup battery and charge it daily. But the fourth thing I would say is attraction sometimes can be bought cheaper at the attraction than online. If you are a student, bring your student ID, you can get discounts. Europe loves to give students discounts. Um, even if you are a U.S. resident and you are, you studying in the U.S., you can still bring your student discount, but some things they will not allow you. I think one of the, um, one of the museums I wanted to go into didn't take my student ID, so it didn't work out. But some of them, um, it works out just fine. Um, fifth thing, do your research ahead of time when you are going to spend money somewhere to make sure you get the correct price. I mentioned that Turkey, 128 liras, y'all. That's not even, I think that's not even $30. And these people try to charge me like 20, um, 60 euro or something like that. So just um, be mindful of that. Um, make sure you do your homework ahead of time. 
I think this is a sixth thing. Put your passport and personal belongings in the safe in your hotel. If you don't have a safe, take it with you or hide it. Look, if you've not traveled outside of the country and by yourself, people will try to do some funny things to um, to you, okay? My mom has always told me that we Nigerians, so we know what's up. Put your passport in the safe because people want your passport. Especially if you're um, an American citizen, people want your passport. Put it in the safe. Lock it up every day. Don't even touch it until you're leaving. Make sure you don't forget it. And if there is none, honestly, I would just take it with me. Because it's safer than with me than in your hotel room. Because I remember I clearly had told one, like in one hotel, not to clean my room. Because that's not, and you can do that too, not to clean your room, but they still cleaned it. And I was like, but you saw the sign outside, right? I said, don't clean it. Why are you coming in my room? What are you looking for? When I clearly put the sign out there, don't do it. So, um, you need to be very mindful of that. Don't think that, oh, just because you're somewhere, um, that, oh, everything is fine. Everybody wants to treat me well. Um, you have to be aware of your surroundings. So make sure your passport is safe. It is in an appropriate place. I had mine in a black sleeve. So it wasn't very transparent. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is my passport. Um, you wouldn't, if you don't see this, like the black case that I put it in, you wouldn't know that it was a passport. So keep that in mind. Uh-huh. Seventh tip, be observant. Do as the people do. So that was one one th- one thing about me is I always like to see like all right I always like to see what's happening in my surrounding I'm very observant so uh, that phrase do as the Romans do when in Rome do as the Romans do like do it um, you know I, I observed how people like for example if they wanted to pay for the to get on the train or something like that I realized that everybody always had their card ahead of time before going and. You know, me just kind of getting there. I'm fumbling to try and get it. But nah, like you know, little things like that, like get your card ready. It makes you look less less like a foreigner. Um, do things that would make you le- look less than a foreigner. And if you are confused, just go somewhere, sit down, collect yourself, um, and you'll be good. But just be observant. Oh, another thing to add to that. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I'm going to just mention it anyways. Um be okay with getting lost because you will do it. Um, in Amsterdam, I took a bus, uh, or tr- yeah, I took a bus. I was trying to go to this restaurant. I literally passed the sign because it ain't in English. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I had to walk back and I was still lost. I was going into stores. I didn't have no Wi-Fi. I was, I was struggling. So, um, it took me like, over almost two hours to get to the where I was going, which was only probably like um not even a mile away from where the bus stop or where the bus had dropped me off. So be okay with being lost in oh child in France. Oh my French listeners, your country it pains me. Ha! I remember ah thinking about it, it pains me. Literally, y'all. Cause of my gosh darn app, and I didn't know what I was doing, and people went out like they don't know how to talk to me in France. <gasps> oh, my hotel was attached to the to the airport. It was attached. You know, it took me three hours to get back to the hotel because I took the wrong bus that went like thirty minutes. Like <laughs> I was on the I was or I was on the train, and I was like, 
oh, it's supposed to be the second stop, right? But it's like the second stop is not matching with my second stop on my app. So it must be the third. Tell me how the third went for 30 minutes. I was in a, a completely different part of town. Different. I Different. And I was like, hmm, how do I get back? And I was asking. I was, I said, you know, I just had to take the train back. I just had to get back on the train. Lo and behold, the train, I got off at one stop, the uh, uh, some stop, I don't know, that was close to the airport. Lo and behold, I don't speak the French. I don't speak the Francais. So they were announcing something, but I didn't understand. I just saw one black girl like this, and I just went to her. I said, bonjour. And she was like, bonjour. And I'm like, do you speak English? Yes, perfect. I need help. I don't know how to get here. Can you help me? Thank God she was going in the same direction that I was to go home. Because basically the train that I was, that the next train that would have led me to where I needed to get to, like somebody forgot something on the train. So they couldn't um, continue. So they had to stop it. But I don't speak the French. So I wouldn't have understood that. So I would have been standing there with my luggage looking silly. I got back, like, or, or, or let me, I'm jumping ahead. She helped me get. Okay, so the train wasn't coming anymore, right? So we had to go take a bus. But I didn't know what bus to take. And when I tell you, I saw like 100 people try to get on one bus. Like we were fighting to get on the bus. I'm like, is this how y'all do in France? This reminds me of Nigeria. This is, this is looking a little villagey right now. Child, friend, let me not say nothing. Anyways, I don't want to offend y'all from the, from the Francais. But, but yeah, I got on the bus. Finally, finally, I got to my hotel around four o'clock. Do you understand that I have been in France since I think at that point, 11 a.m. And when I figured it out, it took me three days to figure out from the ho- from the airport how to get to my hotel. I think on the last day, I finally figured it out. I like had to just go downstairs and take a little tram thing to the other side of the hotel. But I didn't I didn't realize that. I mean, in every country that I went to except Turkey, I got lost. I got lost in London, but I took it as an opportunity to explore. I didn't really get flustered, but only in France. France made me cry. Ooh, France made me cry so much. I remember even one night trying to get back to my hotel. I was like, oh, I got this. I'm doing it right. Trains weren't working, but again, I do not speak the Francais. So I just had to take different trains and people were acting like I'm stupid or this, that or another. It took me till midnight to get back. And I had left wherever I was going since nine o'clock. I rode the same train one direction all the way. And I rode it the same direction the other way again. And I just had God sent people just come and help me along. Like, no, take this, take that. So, yeah. And that brings me to my next point. I don't know. Oh, oh, what was I telling you? Oh, yeah. To be comfortable with getting lost when you're traveling alone. So that brings me to my next point. I don't know what number this is, but if you are by yourself, especially in a country that is a that's primary language is not your native language, if it starts getting lit, go home. Don't be thinking that, oh, I will stay out all night. I will do this. I will do that. Maybe you can do that. I like myself. So when it's time to go home, when it starts getting dark, I realize there by like 9, 10 o'clock or something, it's time for me to, oh yeah go home okay because that's when the crazies start coming out this your friends mm? your friends 
I tell you, I you know, people looking normal, they're dressing pretty or whatever. By nine o'clock, you got people limping with one leg, wearing hoodies, covering their face, walking around the train station. Oh my God. And then two people, I mean, I'm not trying to scare you guys, but I'm just trying to show you the realities of what it is. Two men tried to like mug me in one night, like they were working as a team. And I noticed that they were acting crazy. I'm like, you got the wrong one, child. Like, come on. Um, because like I be telling, I told you, you got to act like the Romans do. Don't be out here fumbling for your card when you get in, like, you know, when, when you got to um, get on the train, have it ready and prepared. But my mistake was I was fumbling. And obviously I just look foreign. So they were like, oh, madame, madame. And I'm like, oh, oh and I still just getting too close, like too close. Then they were trying to say, so that was the one. So then he got his friend and I was by myself. He tried to sandwich, sandwich me in with his friend, um, like trying to take my bag. And then they were trying to take somebody else's bag. And I was telling the guys, like, hey, watch out. And then they were like coming at me aggressive. But the thing is, I was just trying to go to the Eiffel Tower at night because I heard the Eiffel Tower is pretty. But it's late. It had to be like 10 o'clock. Oh, this was the same night. Yes, this was the same night that I just told you guys about that the train was broken and I had to take the same train up and down and all that stuff. When it's late and you're by yourself, go home. Don't be, I can party, I can, if you into that type of thing, okay, like, by yourself. You know, it was interesting. Um, I was meeting to, talking to the diversity, like head of diversity in PayPal and she's, I was telling her about what I was doing. And she was like, you know, you're safer traveling by yourself than you are with other people. And at first I was like, why would, like, what? But then I realized it's true. You make less dumb decisions when you travel by yourself. Because if you're with your friends, you can be like, oh my God, yeah, we can go. We can do this. And maybe, you know, you can because it's a group of you guys. And maybe you might just stay somewhere out late and do all this type of stuff. That's fine. In a group. But by yourself, when it's getting lit and you don't know, especially if the country doesn't speak your language, go home, go to your hotel, Airbnb, just go there. Um, an, import, an important tool that I used that is the love of my life on this trip mm, is Move It. I loved Move It. You can download it on your phone. It's free. It tells you when the, the trains or the buses or whatever like traveling system you're using of that country. You just tell it what country you're in. It will tell you which, um, like what train you need to take, what direction it's going in, the different platform, like different stops. And it will even follow you as you're going on your stops. And it will even give you a warning when you need to get off. So people ask me, how did you go from here to there and all these different places? I just use Move It. I would compare it to Google Maps sometimes. Google Maps would give me a better detailing, especially if I'm walking, as to like what direction I need to turn if I'm walking. But Move It was really good. And a tip, pro tip, pro tip, y'all. Because you might be like, oh my God, I don't have data. What you do is when you have Wi-Fi, you set where you're going ahead of time. Don't don't delete it. Don't take it off your phone and say, oh, I don't need it. Mm -mm. Keep it there. Even if you don't have data, the phone will still follow you ahead of time. So that's how I was able to travel. I mean, everywhere that I went by myself. So use Move It. They should sponsor this because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are not aware of it. Use it. Use Move It. Okay, I got two more. So this is highly important, this one. 
Some countries' airlines work differently in one country to the next. The bag limit can be different. And what I mean by this is you could take an airline such as Air France, and this is what happened to me, (laughs) France. You can take Air France in London, right? And they can have a bag, like, they can have a bag limit. So I think the, the bag limit was like 12.5 kg or something like that for a, for a carry-on. But that's just the carry-on, not your purse, not any of that stuff. So they didn't care, right? But going back from France, because I was traveling to France, I use Air France again to come back. These people now said in Air France that they not only have my, my back, like my carry-on, but I need to put my purse and everything that I have on the scale. So everything that I have is 12 point, should be 12.5 kg, not just my carry-on. Y'all know I missed my flight that day because these people wouldn't let me on the plane. And I had to go back to uh, a hotel room. Uh, I had to go back to my hotel room and pay for another night and buy a whole new flight to get back to London. Because these people weren't like, you know, like it basically wasn't consistent. So I learned that just because one airline does it one way in one country, the same airline does not mean that that will carry on in another country. So same airline, Air France in London was okay with just my own luggage, not my purse, because my purse was something different. Because, you know, you can move stuff. You got to move stuff. If your computer is making your back too heavy, put it in your hand luggage or carry it or do something, right? But in, in France, it didn't translate that way. They were like, no, everything has to be measured to 12.5 kg, even your handbag, because they consider that hand luggage. Tripping, tripping, Air France. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm going to just tell you that right now. I'm not a fan. Don't fly with them. But yeah, um, so be aware of that. Do your research because you don't want to be, you don't want to be messed up in a different country, especially from the if you're from the U.S., other countries may not be as hospitable sometimes as the U.S. We care about, you know, customer satisfaction. Other countries are like, what you want? And it's just how they work. You just got to learn how to how to do your research ahead of time and deal with it. And you just learn as you go. Okay. Last thing that I wanted to say. Google Trips help me organize my itineraries. The more organized you are, the better. You need to be organized, especially if you're traveling alone or you're traveling to multiple places. Um, Google Trips took all my itineraries, all like my departure and arrival times, my confirmation numbers. It's free, right? Um, It helped me organize all of that. So it wasn't like, oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, what's my confirmation number? I can't check in, blah, blah, blah. No, I had all of that information like as long as I had my phone with me. So that made checking in so much easier. It made me knowing, you know, what what terminal I needed to travel to. Because again, if you know where you're going, um, ahead of time, you may know that the terminal three may be different from, or the airplane that you're going through is terminal three, not terminal two. So, um, knowing those little key things ahead of time will make your trip a lot more better. Cause you don't want to end up at the wrong terminal cause you ain't know. 
So the good thing about it is um, it links all of your trip emails. So, you know, like Orbitz or Delta or anybody will send you an itinerary or an email. It will link it automatically. If it's in a Gmail account, it will link it automatically to your Google trips and you have access to all of that. So that was a big part of how I was able to plan my trips ahead of time. Another tip, I'm going to just add this there too, like, cause some of you guys are probably like, how the heck did you travel all of that? And, and the cost and all of that stuff, right? Um, a way you can do that, um, traveling Europe is you can leave from London. London is a really good base. And then you buy your tickets or your train tickets or whatever from London and going to those individual countries. Um, my uncle actually told me about Reinhardt. I think that's what it's called. Ryanair or something like that. Um, where I think he travels to like France for like 15 pounds or something like that. Cause he used to travel every two weeks um, or every, yeah, every two weeks to France for his masters. So you can look at, at their websites as well. It will be much cheaper and you can fly in, um, flights for cheap, but you ain't going to get all that nice treatment. You, you bring what you need and that's it. But yeah, you can do that and it makes it much cheaper sky scanner. But I think the Reinhardt from London. So buy the ticket to London I mean, for me, it was my base, but I think it's much better. And then when you're in these, the you know, the European country or, or Great Britain, um, you then buy the tickets from there, not from the U, not from like, oh, I'm leaving from U.S. to France. Oh, and then I want to go from U.S. to this place. No. So that's how you can like do multiple countries um, in one trip. It makes it a little bit easier if you do it from London onward and cheaper. Yeah. So I hope this was helpful. Um, if I think of any more tips, maybe I'll share them on social media or somewhere. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. Um, through the trip, I realized I'm more confident in that you can drop me kind of anywhere for, in the world for the most part. And I think I can do it, even if it's not like English is the main language. You figure out ways to communicate. You figure out ways to, you become more bold. You ask questions more. You don't try to get played because people will try to play you because they try to play me in Amsterdam a little bit too. Um, so you speak up for yourself a lot more. I realize when you're traveling and you don't feel bad about it because you paid money to be there. So this was all outside of like the speaking engagements that I did. Um, the speaking engagements were cool. Um, I was able to speak to crowds of doctors and researchers and um, lawyers and all types of people. It was a really great experience. Um, so I learned a lot. I definitely built much confidence in myself. And traveling is a skill, especially learning how to travel on your own and putting an itinerary together is, is a really good skill. Um, so if you can learn to master that as you go along, you'd be great. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you find this helpful, share it with a friend. Um, share the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Google Play. Um, you can find it there. Um, if you would like to stay more connected with the podcast, you can hit the subscribe button. And you can also become a part of our WhatsApp group where um, we do prayer line every other Tuesday. And then we also, if you're in the Tampa area, have meetups that um, I host that are really fun, um, really creative meetups with topics or topic based um, as well. So you get, you know, you get no activity out of it and then you um, get to, you know, build further relationships with the people that are in the Tampa area. So if you're interested in that, you can join the WhatsApp. You can catch me on Instagram um, or social media. The, the My social media is the planter. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. And yeah, 
Um, let me know how you feel about this podcast, if it was helpful for you and, you know, connecting with the planter in any way, you're more than welcome. So thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you on the next episode.